0: Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hey, everyone, I hope you are all doing great. Uh, in this episode, I am going to discuss about TMJ and full mouth reconstruction, So, temporomandibular joint and full mouth reconstruction. There is a lot of scare out there that if you if you do full mouth reconstruction, you can cause problem with TMJ, uh, which is true that if you uh, if you don't take care of it, you can cause problem. And um, it's all about risk assessment and managing patients. So when are you going to say no to full mouth reconstruction, at least where at that time? If there is um, related to temporomandibular joint. So. First of all the way I was taught was to give every single patient a michigan splint before you start doing full maxilla reconstruction which is still considered as a gold standard because when you do full maxilla reconstruction you're raising OVD if you give patient michigan splint at the same OVD and a patient gets used to with that uh, michigan splint is nothing but an idealized occlusion and if patients used to with that, then there is a very good chance that when you do full month reconstruction at that increased OVD, patient will not have any problem. However, there are obviously practical issues. You know, patient will have to pay twice for Michigan Flint, one to start with the treatment and one at the end of the treatment. Patient um, compliance might be an issue. Time might be an issue. Um, so there are lots of factors. So So there are things you can do in order to Avoid giving every single patient Michigan splint, but also do a proper risk assessment. So there are two steps which you can follow when you are doing risk assessment, actually three. The first one is history taking. You need to take history of patient to see if patient had ever had a click jaw, clicking jaw, pain in the jaw or locked jaw um, or any issue with the muscles around the around the area. Um, obviously you're going to do an examination to assess the muscle, any pain in the muscle area. Now obviously the muscle pain and TMJ pain is different and we'll come to that but you are going to do a proper assessment to see what's, if there is any issue with TMJ and patient had any history of pain or problem. If patient has any history of TMJ pain or a problem then I would start patient with Michigan splint. Now, you, you removed first layer of risk assessment. Let's say you've done the risk assessment step one, which is history taking. Patient's fine, never had an issue with TMG. Now, you do the second layer of risk assessment where you're going to do load testing using leaf cage. So, you're going to put a leaf cage in patient's mouth, put patient in CR and ask patient to squeeze hard. Now, ideally, when patient is in CR, patient's condyle is fully seated and is seated on the capsule. Now capsule is a ligament and ligaments don't have nerve endings. So if you really push hard on the ligaments, it shouldn't be painful. So now if patient you're doing load tests and if you know that your patient is in CR, which is another debate, um, and patients squeeze really hard and patients in pain, then there is a chance that patients biting on the retrodiscal tissue, which is behind the capsule, uh, so the capsule going forward, the mandible is back and patients biting on that and patients feeling pain because it's quite painful, the area, because it's quite highly vascularized. Or patients having pain in the muscle. Um, but let's say it's a true load test positive where patients having pain in the jaw. That means there is an issue with the disc um, and it's not where it should be. And because of that, you shouldn't do full mouth reconstruction at that stage. You need to give patient Michigan splint and, and and test out different types of occlusion, get that pain sorted before you do any full mouth reconstruction. Otherwise, you might put patient in CR or in that position in your full mouth reconstruction. And then every time patient bites, patient will have pain in that TMG. So so that's the two things. And then the third um risk assessment you are going to do is let's say you've done load testing and patient's happy with it there is no pain you're happy with it then you're going to do a mock-up a full mouth mock-up of your reconstruction and that's a third layer of risk assessment where you are now giving patient what you're going to achieve after doing full mouth reconstruction in a mock-up form and let patient go for a week or even two weeks sometime and test it out if patient has pain then again, you caught patient up before you're going to do anything irreversible. So there are three layers of risk assessment you can do if you want to avoid giving every single patient Michigan splint before you start doing full mouth reconstruction. Now, obviously, if patient cannot tolerate Michigan splint of the raised OVD, then, you know, I would not suggest that you give patient uh, do full mouth reconstruction. You need to look at the alternatives. Why patients in pain, and and or or send patient to a specialist who is specializing in TMJ. Even if I see a patient like that, I would not treat the patient. I mean, I'm not a TMJ expert, um, so I would I would refer that patient myself. Now, how do you know that when patient's biting, when you're doing this load test using leaf gauge, whether patient patient's really biting? Truly on retrodiscal tissue, or patients can be getting pain from the muscle, because if a patient is getting pain from the lateral pterygoid or the muscle masseter near around the area, then you can still patient can point towards TMJ. So there are few key points you can check whether to assess whether the pain is intracapsular, which means coming from the TMJ within itself, or it's a muscle disorder. So first of all, if patient has had any trauma in in the past, then it could be possible that it's intracapsular. If you ask patient to open their mouth and patient has a limited opening, and when you try and pull their mandible down, and it's basically... Not moving at all. It's like a hard end feeling. That's what people call it. Um, If you're trying to move, there is no give in the mandible. If you're trying to move further, open patient's mouth further physically, then also that could be a cap intracapsular because the capsule might be preventing from opening of the mandible. If the mouth opening is restriction and the restricted and restriction occurs within around twenty to thirty millimeter range, that means the capsule is in front of the TMJ and it's not allowing the mandible to open and because of that patient cannot translate. So patient can rotate but cannot translate the TMJ and again that is intracapsular and many time if there is an intracapsular problem then the mandible will often deflect to the side of the involvement of the joint during the protrusion, so if you ask patient to move their jaw forward, that jaw will go towards the side where there is an issue. So this is how you would know that there is an intercapsular problem. Now, if you have um, pain, patient has pain which fluctuates between severe to mild, and closely related to their emotional stress. Then many it is likely that it's muscular pain. If you if patient's mouth opening is limited and you're trying to move their mandible physically down, like open their mouth physically, and it opens up a tiny bit more, that means it's soft and feeling, and that means it could be a muscle pain because there is no hard stop to their mouth opening. If you push it, they can open a little bit wider, and mouth opening is restricted. And it can, restriction can occur anywhere during the mouth opening. So it's not related to um, rotation like the intracapsular disease. It's really, really, it can open and close. The patient can have, uh, you know, limited mouth opening of only 2-3 mm um, if, if, if they have an issue with the muscle problem. So it's not related to uh, rotation or, translation, or prevention of the translatory movement. And usually when patient moves their jaw forward, there is no deflection during the protrusive moment. The other thing you need to look at intracapsular is that you can see some occlusal changes, which is closely related to the event. So if patients say, oh, my bite doesn't feel right, it's closely related to some traumatic event. Um, and that could be because of the trauma, accident, you know, fight or something like that, fall, And that that could suggest that it's intracapsular. Patient has pain, obviously, in loading in CR. Again, that's intracapsular. Um, And if you ask patient to bite between the wooden spatula, it will reduce the pain on the same side. So if you you ask patient to bite on the right-hand side using the wooden spatula, and if patient bites it really hard, and patient says, oh, I feel better on the right-hand side, That means that that side is affected with the intracapsular um, issues, disorder. If patients having pain on the same side, then that could be related to the muscle pain. Also, um, if you have a muscle pain, then, you know, you can still find occlusal changes. Um, Usually, if these elevated muscles are... Affected, then usually patients feel that you know suddenly that the bite don't feel very fit very well, without any and and there is no clinical explanation. It's not that you've done a filling or something. They just come in and say my bite don't feel right, and that could be because of the issue with the spasm or um, muscle disorder issues. Usually, when there is a muscle disorder, there is no pain on loading in CR. Now, one of the way which is quite invasive. Uh, way to measure whether the patient's in pain whether it's intracapsular or muscular disorder is by giving patient an auriculotemporal nerve block which will remove the pain which is intracapsular if the pain is from muscle then auriculotemporal nerve block will not remove the pain so these are the main differences between intracapsular and muscle disorder. But again, make sure you have if you're not giving patient a Michigan splint, before you do every single full mouth reconstruction, at least do these three steps of risk assessment, which is history taking, checking the loading of um, TMJ in CR, and doing full mouth mock up before you do anything indirect or direct final restorations. That will make sure that you're doing risk assessment for the patients properly. Of course, ideal scenario, you should be giving every patient Michigan splint at the planned OVD. One of the ways to assess the planned OVD is by just doing a mock-up from three to three or two to two um, and raising the palatal buildup, raising the incisal um, edges of the anteriors and getting those four front four teeth sorted with the aesthetically looking nice smile, and then using that as your CR measurement, so you can really create a palatal ramp using composite, and you can use that to measure CR. Or once you've done, let's say your build up, mock build up, and patient's happy, you can then assess the distance between let's say gingival zenith of upper central to the gingival zenith of the lower central and once you've decided that distance once you know that distance then when you're doing your leaf cage um, you can add the leaves until you reach that distance and you can use your leaf cage or your lucia jig in order to take your cr because sometime building up and taking cr may be difficult if you're scanning then again build up and then just take a scan in that cr position but in in this case it's even better because when you're scanning you're also scanning your mock-up so technician will have a rough idea as to what the smile line is how patient likes it and they will be able to maybe give you a better uh, wax up which is more aligned with yours and patient's wishes so again uh, to to clarify make sure you do three steps history-taking, load test positive, uh, load test and mock-up. I hope you enjoyed this brief short podcast and uh, make sure you assess your TMJ before you do any full mouth reconstruction. Have a lovely day.